Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Burlington on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. A very happy Easter to all of you. It's a great story, isn't it, about the two on the road to Emmaus. They're disappointed, devastated, in fact, downtrodden, disillusioned, overwhelmed with a sense of loss and grief, fearful for the future, and they're dragging their feet as they walk to Emmaus. Seems to me that in so many ways we find ourselves in this season on that same road. Disillusioned, distressed, overwhelmed by circumstances, unsure of what to make of the future, fearful and anxious. And so like them we find ourselves dragging our feet on the road to Emmaus. The risen Jesus came and walked beside them. That's an amazing truth, isn't it? As you read the Gospels, the risen Jesus seemed to do just two things when he came back out of the grave. He went to his disciples and he said, do not be afraid. And now secondly, we see him walking along the road with these people in all their sense of disappointment, disillusionment and bewilderment with everything that's happened in their lives. The risen Jesus walks beside us. That's an amazing truth as we reflect on the stories surrounding Easter. But where is Jesus right now? He's walking with us, beside us. They didn't recognise him, it says. And maybe often we don't recognise that he's with us either. That's why those prayer rhythms that we've been talking about over these last few weeks have been so important because they help us to pause, to stop, to reflect, to remember and recognise that Jesus is with us in our pain and sadness. That Jesus walks this road beside us and with us. And so they start this conversation explaining to Jesus all that had happened and Jesus listens to them as they unpack so much of all that's gone on that's causing them distress, all that's disorientated them. But then the text is kind of abruptly, uh, uh, the conversation kind of abruptly changes. Jesus says, how foolish, he almost rebukes them, it's quite stark and sudden. How foolish, do you not believe Jesus said to them, do you not know what was spoken of the Messiah through the prophets? And then there's this amazing verse that Jesus goes on to explain how everything that happened was already part of God's plan. I would have loved to have listened in on that sermon of Jesus. And essentially Jesus says to them that all that has happened, despite its darkness, God was using to bring about his glorious light. So firstly, the risen Jesus walks beside us. But secondly, the risen Jesus brings hope to us. Jesus shared to those two walkers on that road 
that God is so sovereign that he wasn't just at work despite the darkness, that Jesus was actually at work in and through the darkness. That's how wonderfully, gloriously sovereign Jesus is. And he invites them to begin to see what God has been doing. They'd lost sight of what God had been doing. All they could see was what man had done. All they could see was their circumstances. And Jesus began to lift their gaze and to give them hope, not despite what they'd gone through, but hope through what they had gone through. It's a glorious thing. We sing sometimes, don't we? What the enemy means for evil, he'll turn it for our good. And this is no more true uh, uh, here than, uh, uh, so true here rather than uh, anywhere else. And so the risen Jesus brings hope to us as we walk this road of pain and sadness and disillusionment. Jesus brings his hope to us as we walk this road of fear and they begin to recognize him not at first but they knew something was happening as they reflected as Jesus shared they said our hearts were burning within us something was stirring deep within us as we heard these amazing words from Jesus and then when he broke bread was it his presence filling their house was it that they could see the scars on his hands in the breaking of the bread what was it in that moment perhaps we'll never know but suddenly they understood and they rushed back along the road to Jerusalem you see the risen Jesus gives us a new road to dance on to run on to have joy on to celebrate on and i totally understand that at this Easter time, it might feel like we are on the road to Emmaus, dragging our feet. But the Bible is so confident of everything that Jesus has done, that God has, it says, already raised Jesus from the dead, that you and I are already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. The Bible is so confident that, it's, that we're able to say that even though today, it feels like we're walking the road to Emmaus. We are actually already on the road to Jerusalem. I hope I can get a hallelujah from you. It might feel like today we're on the road to Emmaus. But honestly, we are already dancing on the road to Jerusalem, running back to the place of rescue and salvation, running back to Jerusalem where God is alive and at work. And so I invite you today to see what is already true, that we walk the Emmaus road, but above and beyond, we are already on the road to Jerusalem. May that bring you hope. May that stir your hearts and may God's gift to you this Easter, despite the circumstances, be inexpressible joy. This is such a special time to come to our Father in prayer because of what Jesus did by dying on the cross and coming back to life. He is now alive forever and longs for us to come into his presence regularly. Let's spend some time together now giving him thanks and asking him for specific things. That is our petitions. But let us also spend time individually talking to him and listening to him in prayer day by day. 
There'll be some slots in this prayer time for us to pray on our own as well. Let's start with thanks. Dear Father, thank you. Seems such a small thing to say when we're rejoicing on this Easter day because of Jesus' victory over death and evil. The empty cross and the empty grave mean that we can be filled up with the Holy Spirit's power every day. Thank you for the weapons as described in Ephesians 6 that you provided for us so that we can say no to the bad things that we would so easily do and say yes to the good things that you want us to be doing or thinking. Let's just take a a little time just to express our own thanks to God. At this present time, we live before you the many people in this country who are ill with COVID-19 or have loved ones who are ill or have even died from this disease. Keep on expanding the range of medical care available and strengthening doctors, nurses, researchers and all who are seeking to win the battle over it. May you clearly win this battle, Lord, and use even this disease to turn people's hearts towards you and change their priorities in life. May this be true in your church communities too, Father. We do thank you too for those who have been healed of this disease and may there be many more of these healings in the coming days. Keep giving energy to all those who are working to keep this country as active as possible, providing food and medical supplies, regular deliveries, policing and many more essential services. Thank you for the many online resources and tools which are being used to assist with education, exercise and bringing communities together in fresh ways. Thank you for communities which are getting to know each other so much better in these days. Keep on building your kingdom in this country and around the world, Lord, at this time. Let's just take a few seconds just to give our own prayers at this time too, Lord. And today we lift up before you the many people associated with Burlington who are struggling with illness financial pressures, frustration at being separated from family and friends, and many more issues. Each one is special to you and loved by you. May your presence be felt by them, where they are, and please breathe peace and hope into their lives. We bring before you too the the Christian and the key leaders of our town, seeking they be given your wisdom, even unconsciously, to make the right decision in these days. We ask for strength for all local workers, whether they're helping with the virus situation or not, as the stresses on many are greater at this time. May your many church communities around Ipswich be inspired to shine your light of hope and love and salvation to the people around them and see you at work in these people's lives. Let's lift up specific people now that we have on our hearts. Now we think about the UK. Thank you, Lord, that you can empower all the leaders you put in government and around the country at this time so that they have your wisdom, energy and health for all the priorities of the moment. Help them to look to you, the risen Jesus, as their inspiration. Thank you for the creativity and endeavour that's being released as people work together, support each other and encourage each other to make the most of this new period in our history. For people who are filled with fear and uncertainty, we ask you open their minds and spirits to humbly receive the salvation, hope and confidence that you long to bring. For now, yes, and also for eternity, the prospect of a perfect home with their father. 
Thank you for a greater focus on spiritual matters as people realise the fragility of life, with many linking in with online services now. Thank you for the National Television Service each Sunday morning, for the prayer and teaching events being run by many organisations like the Baptist Union, Prayer Neighbourhood Network and now Spring Harvest. May people take advantage of these to more intentionally develop their relationship with you in this season so the church will come out stronger and more connected than it was before. Again, let's just bring before God specific things in the UK that are on our hearts. And finally, we turn to the wider world. There's so much focus on coronavirus, but there are other concerns too around this planet. We pray today for communities in East Africa and Pakistan trying to cope with the devastation of plagues of locusts and the potential of a second wave of them soon. Parts of Africa too are continuing to suffer with lack of rainfall and minimal harvest. Thank you for the aid agencies who are working to get essential relief supplies to these regions and give them all the resources they need as well as lessening that expected strength of the second wave of locust devastation. Croatia is working to recover from the impact of its recent significant earthquake. Lord, may you give compassion to those who are comforting those who've lost loved ones and those who are starting to try and clear and rebuild. Pray also for our Christian sisters and brothers who are suffering long-term persecution, possibly even more as a result of COVID-19. May they know the risen Jesus walking with them every day, filling them with joy despite circumstances, helping them share God's love with those around them, wherever they may be, and enabling them to anticipate their life with him in eternity. Help us to keep them in our prayers regularly, that your light and your love would continue to flood into their dark situations. Let's just take a few seconds again to think about those in the wider world that we're concerned about these days. So we end with thankfulness and praise that the risen Jesus is still destroying the impact of the devil's work day by day. May we let him come close and live in us by his Holy Spirit with all the spiritual power that enables us to have. So may we go out into the rest of this Easter day full of joy, the joy of the risen Lord, ready to follow him more closely each day. In Jesus' name. Amen.